Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Mentally Chill. I'm Kristen Carney, your host, and I'm alone today. So you know what that means. I'm naked. Just kidding. God, I'm not naked. I could never do an episode naked. It would be so I would it would be the worst episode. Actually, you know what? It would probably be a decent episode. It's because it's like you're naked long enough, all of a sudden you just hit this point of liberation and freedom, and you become the best talker and pontificator ever. I almost it's almost like uh the back to the future car, if it hits like eighty miles an hour or whatever that point is, then it takes off into the future. That's if you're naked for probably like 20 minutes talking all of a sudden you just become your own TED talk it's you just take off so maybe I'll try it naked sometime not naked right now however I am doing something that I'm not used to and not comfortable with and actually I do feel kind of naked talking about it because this is so off brand for me and I was posting on Instagram a little earlier about on brand off brand and kind of joking with it but this episode is definitely going to be off-brand because I'm going to talk about being positive. Not like crazy positive, not like annoying woman in the office positive. Just like a hair positive. Just like you're making tiny changes and you're not telling anyone. Except I'm telling you guys that I'm making changes. Generally, I wouldn't tell people. But because I do this podcast, I have to tell people. But like just... Keep it on the DL that you may be, you know, transforming a little bit into a semi-more positive person, which again, not me, not me, but I am making changes and feeling a little bit um, like I'm heading in the right direction. So before I get to that, of course, have to give a quick shout out to all the new Patreon people. There's a lot this week. Super exciting. Galacia, awesome name. Don't know if I said it right. Also another name I don't know how to say. Beza CK. Pretty cool name also. Kind of jealous. Um, also shout out to Byron, Remy, and Jeff. So thank you guys so much for joining Patreon. And now you can hang out for the live streams, which I thought would be so awkward, but they're actually really cool and fun. So if you guys want to get on that, you literally just have to pledge one dollar not that that's what i want you to pledge but that's all you have to do to get in on the action and you can hang out on patreon talk with people talk with me it's really fun and honestly never before did i think i would ever say hanging out with people and talking with people is fun but it is it's actually really fun and uh someone suggested we do a movie night and so we're gonna do that which sounds strange but because we live in the world of crazy weird technology we can do that there's a website where you basically all watch a movie together and I think I'd be on the video so you guys could like see me watching the movie and um, I could do like commentary and talk with you guys during the movie so if you like to talk during movies this night's for you and all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash mentally chill and just want to throw this out there uh, the guest that I had on a while ago Josh Goldberg talking about PTSD Uh, I got his book in the mail, and it's called Struggle Well. If you remember, he said you're going to struggle. You might as well do it well. Um, The book so far, I'm so – I'm such a slow reader. But uh, I've read a little bit, and it's super good so far. So if you're struggling with PTSD or just struggling at all, you guys should check it out. And again, it's called Struggle Well. But today, I'm going to do another edition of Mentally Chill's Got Talent. And last month, I talked about Alonzo, great dancer, 
This month, I'm going to talk about Victoria, who is just as talented as Alonzo, but in the field of singing. So Victoria is um, uh, a listener, obviously. She joined Patreon a while ago, and we Skyped and talked, and uh, she had, I could tell, had such a great heart. Um, I I looked up her Instagram or looked her up on Instagram, and I had no idea she didn't mention it and not that you have to mention it, but I just, you know, I had no idea. She sings and plays the ukulele and it is so wonderful and so charming. And her voice has a very sweet, vulnerable quality to it while being strong still. It's such a pretty voice. And I would trade all the jokes I've ever told to have like one day of this voice. And I really like watching her on Instagram because you can see how happy it makes her. And so whenever she's feeling down, I really just want to throw the ukulele at her and say like, shut up and play because you're so good and you have so much talent. And all the songs that she does are covers of songs that we know. And genuinely, I prefer her versions over the other versions. So go check her out on Instagram and her name is uh on there is dreaming backwards and that's victoria so go follow her give her some love and a shout out and um and it's not like i'm doing this to try to get someone to quit their day job and pursue their talent it's that i want to point out that you know they're they have something special so i know victoria feels like you know she doesn't have anything to offer the world and it's like no you do you dummy head And it's right on your Instagram page. Now keep doing it. So that concludes Mentally Chill's Got Talent. And now on to some positivity. And I'm not talking about your STD test results. I'm talking about actually good positivity. Not too much, like I said, but at least a little positivity. So the reason I'm talking about this is because last week when I taped the episode with Mike Carano... I was really, really, really at a very dark, low place. It was not good at all, and I could feel it spiraling. And since I'm not on any medication, any antidepressant anymore, I don't really feel like I have a hold on it. And talking to him was very therapeutic. And he said he wakes up every morning, and he writes three pages, and he goes hiking. And if a therapist told me that, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Sure, uh uh-huh, and then I would move on and not do it. But because Mike did it, I thought, because we're so similar and we're so much the same person, that I'll take what he says very seriously. Because when you're on the same playing field as someone or in the same sphere or on the same level, mentally, emotionally, you're going to take what they say a lot more seriously. Um, And it's like, you know, if a kid has a mother that tells them one thing, They're not going to listen to the mother, even if the cool kid down the street told him the the exact same thing. He'd listen to them over the mother, even though it's the same information. And it's kind of like with a therapist. You know, a therapist says, do this. And I brush it off because they aren't me. They, they're very different. They got a, you know, they have this clear career path and they're compassionate and I'm compassionate but like they're different compassionate and they wake up every morning at the same time and they drink their coffee and they get to work and they work you know and so it's like Mike and I we're just we're all over the place I don't function in that same manner so I trusted Mike I trusted his direction the next morning after we taped I didn't 
wake right up and write and and go hiking. But I did feel like I was in the space that I could do that. Like normally I feel like I can't. I can't get out of bed. I can't wake up. I can't do anything. But I woke up feeling like, okay, I could do that. I see. Because my brain just felt more alive. And so that day was good and I had a good day. So the next day, I when I woke up, I said, I am doing one of the two. I don't know which one it's going to be, but I'm getting out of bed and I'm doing one of the two. I chose hiking because I'm already so groggy in the morning that writing might make me feel a little bit more groggy because I'm just sitting there. So I chose the hike and that is so out of character for me. I don't hike. Hiking, that's just like walking at an angle. I don't find it interesting. I don't find it uh, therapeutic, you know, but I did. I, I, I put on my new workout pants and I got my butt in the car and I did not mess around. I did not put on any makeup. I didn't worry about looking at Instagram. I got in the car and I went hiking and all of a sudden I felt like I was part of the population And I remember before Stevie died, she was going hiking at like six in the morning. She was waking up and going hiking. And I thought that is so strange. That's so not Stevie, but it was so good for her. And I felt why. I mean, I've been hiking before, but I've never done it in a way where I was actually looking for therapy. I'd always done it in a way of looking to like burn a few calories, but this was just more of a therapeutic thing. And I really had to question my identity It's weird. I get very hung up on things. Mike and I said this last week. We see ourselves very black and white. I don't see the world black and white. I see it super gray. That's why I don't talk about politics. That's why I don't um, hate people. That's why, you know, there's a, I mean, I, I hate people, obviously, like ones that are assholes, like that drive terribly and don't use their blinker and stuff like that. But I, I feel like I have to label myself. And so with the hike, it's like, am I a person who hikes now? Like, I don't want to be this. Like, it just because it doesn't, it's not consistent with who I am. And then I was looking at people while I was hiking and wondering if they were hiking for therapy or if they hike because they're normal and they just hike. And I feel like hikers fall into two categories. You have the, I'm a normal person, therefore I hike. And then there's the other group and they're like, I'm hiking because I have to hike. Otherwise, I won't be mentally healthy enough to be able to survive the week. And so they're the, the other group, the happy regular group, they're, they're one black and white, you know, they're one, they're, they're black and the other side is white. And I was like, well, obviously I'm on the white side of the, I had to kind of separate the two worlds. Like I'm not a hiker. I'm not like the girl who goes to Runyon Canyon in Hollywood and and Instagrams it and wears Lululemon yoga pants and is like you know that. Like I had to kind of go, okay, that's them and then here's me. But I had to kind of tell myself that in order to not get in my head about it. Like, oh, this is just another attempt at trying to be something that you're not. Like I so Anyway, I over obviously I overthink everything to an insane level. That's totally unnecessary. It's like just making so much more work for yourself. I'm like the kid in the class asking the teacher for homework. It's like me giving myself more homework by overthinking every little thing. Like I'm completely overthinking this episode. Like I tomorrow I'm going to wake up and go, oh my God, I want to delete that episode. It's just I need to 
I need to hike again tomorrow, actually, to be honest with you guys. It's so funny because I, the fact that I'm trying to do a positivity episode and all of a sudden I'm going t- kind of negative. Um, it's like my true colors just they just they're bursting at the seams they're just the true color of just murky brown it just wants to get out and be like don't be positive but I am going to be positive I am going to be positive and I do think I need to hike tomorrow but since I did tape the show with Mike I have been making small choices that have been in a positive direction not like massive things but little little things that I'll get into and I've also been taking ownership over bad choices and not really victimizing myself and um And I want to talk about that a little bit too. But whatever positive change you want to make, just do it. But do it on a super small level that doesn't feel like you're trying to win an entire battle in five minutes with a one-man army. So do little things like I'm doing right now. Like right now, I'm drinking a kombucha. And that's just one of the very small decisions that I've made to try to head more in a positive direction. Not wellness bullshit, not like hippy-dippy stuff, but just enough that I'm showing my body and my mind that I care about it. Even though I might not, I want my body and my mind to have the illusion that I care about it. But when I pick a kombucha at the grocery store, that takes you, that's someone who's just like, okay, this is gone really bad and how can I get control over this and I've hit a low point. Those are the people, again, it's kind of like with the hikers. You can split up the hikers. Either they're really just normal and they like to hike or they just need the hike or they will not get through the week without losing their mind. It's like with with the kombucha drinkers. Either they're this is their lifestyle and they're chill and that's what they drink or there's me. It's just like, help me get back to normal or to some good plane and so kombucha I I know a decent amount of kombucha or a decent amount about kombucha because I actually did work for a kombucha company long a long time ago and I would uh, pass out samples at the grocery store for them and so what I know about kombucha is what they've told me which could have been lies to sell their product but I'm sure it wasn't Uh, but you know, it's not like doctor certified or anything, but kombucha is a fermented tea. Usually it's made with black tea. The brand that I worked for used green tea, but generally you'll find it to be black tea. It's fermented and it grows it grows what they call a mother. And it's just basically like this big ball of bacteria and yeast, but it's good positive yeast or bacteria or whatever. Basically, it's like the version of me as your mother on Patreon. I'm the mother. You're my children. I'm the ball of yeast or the bacteria, but it's good bacteria. Basically, I am good bacteria. I've got some bad bacteria, but I try to take care of it in the shower. But it's really good for you, not my bacteria, the kombucha. Um, and it's chock full of a gajillion billion antioxidants. They can't put claims and stuff on the bottle because then they'd have to sell it as a health product and not a beverage. So none of that's on there, but you guys you guys can do research. Um, it does have a little bit uh, of like residual alcohol and a little bit of caffeine, but it's less than like uh, it's less than like a cup of decaf coffee in terms of the caffeine. But I used to drink so much kombucha because I worked for that company and I would get it free. The first few times I had kombucha, I definitely felt either high, and not drunk, but like high or just like in outer space. 
I don't know if everyone will experience that, but when I tried it, I actually didn't feel comfortable driving home. I drank a whole bottle and I do. So the taste of kombucha is very vinegary and um, and uh, and not sugary. It's not appealing to people who are used to very like high sugar type of drinks. But uh, I actually waited to drive home that day and then I started getting in a a couple, I mean, it didn't last long because then I became accustomed to the kombucha, but I was like in my mind going, oh, I really want to just like relax with a kombucha because it was like almost like getting home and having a beer after work, but then it stopped relaxing me. So it's not like I'm, I ever drink it for that. I haven't drank it for years since I stopped working for that company, like maybe one here or there, but I did enjoy drinking it. I don't know if it made a huge difference, but I think just making that choice to drink a kombucha is smart because it is low in sugar and calorie. And this has nothing to do with like losing weight or anything. It just has to do with making small decisions or changes. So instead of grabbing the Diet Coke that you get all the time and staying in this routine of what you know and in 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 the bigger picture kind of keeps you down, like it's just a small thing. It's just a Diet Coke or it's just like a Mountain Dew. But I think it adds to the overall picture. And so you guys know I love McDonald's. I'm trying to eat less McDonald's. But I think starting with something like kombucha is a good almost like gateway drug into being positive-ish. Do you guys know what I'm saying? So because it's so full of antioxidants, it just kind of will flush you a bit. I don't get bad like poops or anything like that like I've seen people make like jokes with kombucha and diarrhea I've never had I've never been lucky enough to have that problem with it because I believe me I wouldn't mind that uh, just to clean myself out a bit but when I first start drinking it when I haven't drank it in a long time I get a headache and I think I get the headache because it's releasing all the toxins into your system it's like when you Um, get a massage they tell you to drink a lot of water afterward because they've rubbed the muscles and released all those toxins it's the same type of thing I think so currently as I'm talking I have a headache and I absolutely know it's because of this kombucha but it's a good headache because to me it's like it's because I'm getting all this junk out that I've had for so long and that I've been like just drowning in and so generally wouldn't like the headache. Today, I'm okay with it because I'm becoming a crazy lady who's positive because I have no choice. You hit a point where it's like cuckoo, cuckoo, and I've kind of hit the like cuckoo, cuckoo. I have to be positive. I have to make changes because I can't keep living the way I've been living. So that's one change, drinking kombucha. Two changes, actually. The hiking, drinking kombucha. I haven't gone hiking every day, but what it did was kick off some some more activity. So today I chose to work out. Um, I did it in my backyard. I never work out at home. I hate it. I always feel like isolated and weird and, and, uh, almost worse, but I changed my attitude about it. And I was like, it's a nice day out. I have this space in the backyard and why not just work out? So I've made that decision. And then the next decision I've made is to, and I, I do struggle with this one, but I've told myself since the day taping with Mike, When I go to sleep at night, the last thing I look at better not be social media. I can look at anything else right now. That's the rule that I've set for myself because I think telling myself not to look, not to look at bright screens or, or my email would be 
too much or be pushing it, I'll, I'll work up to that. But right now, my rule is the last images I see before I go to sleep will absolutely not be of Instagram, of Twitter, or of Facebook. None of those. And so since taping with Mike, I've done that. I've looked at them when I've been in bed, but it's not the last images that I'm seeing. And if it is like my time to go to bed and I do look at it, I will do other things until I have satisfied my brain knowing that the images in my mind are not of Instagram. So either I've been opening a book or I have been actually opening my computer to watch TV, which I used to love TV. It's crazy how TV is like closer to being a book than the phone. The phone is so bad and social media is so bad that now the TV seems like the good guy. You know what I mean? Like I feel like parents are going to say, put down that phone and turn on that TV, will you? Listen to what I said. That'd be ideal. That would not be bad. Uh, And uh, another positive thing, I'm just trying to list all these examples so it can be relatable and not these like, I looked online at like positive changes you can make every day to enhance your life. And some of them just seem so cheesy that these, I mean, these might be a little cheesy, but putting them into real life scenarios, I think takes away the cheese a little bit. Yesterday I went to get... uh, a replacement for the ear piercing things that I've had. I got two holes in my ear uh, very close to one another because I wanted to put a cuff, two cuffs um, on my ear, whatever. It's not worth explaining. But the I finally, finally went to get the rings. It's been so, so long and I was very excited. And I walked in and this happens to me. I get very intimidated by people who are quote unquote cool. And the girl that was working, she was the one that had pierced my ears before, but of course she doesn't remember me, but she's super cool and like edgy and she's got like a gajillion piercings and is super funky. And when I walk in, I think she's judging me. And wait, time out though, before I go any further, two girls that listen to the show, Hannah and Banana Nicole Smith are both super tatted chicks that think I'm really cool or that like me. So shout out to Hannah and to Banana. Oh, that's weird that you guys, (laughs) I mean, her name's obviously not Banana, but funny that there's the rhyming aspect. Uh, Oh, and thank you, Banana, Anna, for the special gift that you sent me. I won't brag to the audience or listeners what that was, but Banana, Anna, sent me something very, very nice after hearing uh, my story about my single colored converse for a year. So thank you, Banana, for that. But anyway, Banana and Hannah, super tattooed girls, and they're like, we're like, like friendly. And so normally I get intimidated. So you two liking me or thinking I'm cool shouldn't make me feel the way that I do in this like tattoo shop piercing parlor scenario but regardless of my two cool tatted girlfriends through the podcast um I still will buckle or feel intimidated when I'm around kids that look too cool for school even though I know everyone's just human but anyway I walked into the place there was no one there 
myself and two other people were waiting for a long time. I was there before them. And once the person came out, I felt all of this pressure. I wanted to ask her a bunch of questions, but I felt all this pressure to hurry because of the other people that were there waiting. And she was staring at me so blankly, like I was the biggest nerd, the most annoying white girl. Just, I, I felt like I couldn't speak. I couldn't think of words. And she was basically like, what do you want? And I, I could not think of the word cuff. Like it's not an actual cuff. It's like a ring, but I want it to look like cuffs. Like I want it tight. Look, It looks like it's wrapped around my ear. She would not work with me on trying to figure out the word. She just stared at me blankly and was basically like, I don't know what you're talking about. Pick out a freaking ring. And I, in the moment, it was like slow motion. Because I really wanted to be like, you know what? You're a fucking bitch, okay? Not cool. I don't care how many piercings you have in your face. You don't intimidate me. But obviously that's a lie. <laughs> you intimidate the fuck out of me. But I really just wanted to lose it. But instead, I took a breath and I kind of smiled. And I kind of gave her an eye like, I am a little insane, sister. But I'm going to smile. And I just wanted to make it a positive experience. And I did not want to walk out of there upset and then start crying and then blow this entire week, which feels like two years, because being positive, it doesn't come by nature to me. So it's like I didn't want to screw up what felt like a lot of work this week. And I took a breath and I just said, I just don't understand how you're not understanding what I'm saying. Like I, it was a little like, I didn't know what I was saying. She didn't know, like, I I didn't know what I was getting at necessarily with that statement. I just needed something to express to her. I talked a little bit slowly when I said it and I gave her eyes, but I smiled while I gave her the eyes. And I totally turned what for whatever I, I said or whatever energy I put out there in that phrase, turned her around and got her on my side. Not that I needed her on my side, but I needed the scenario not end the way it would have ended before like I mentioned on patreon uh which by the way patreon.com slash mentally chill and the live streams that I've done so far the two have been super fun like I this is not something I would ever think I would think is fun but it genuinely was fun and I loved everyone asking questions we thought of uh we were working on like coming up with new bit ideas for the show and, you know, bits or not bits, but segments. Anyway, it was super fun. But I talked on Patreon before about why I would go into these like rage moments. And a lot of it had to do with my expectations for society being way, way, way too high, but also writing a blog on social etiquette that I don't write anymore because it drove me insane. Um, I would, I would lose, I would, it would always go badly because I would just snap. I'd try to be friendly, 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 friendly. And then normally this girl from the tattoo place would have thrown me over the edge and I would have lost my shit, but I didn't. And that felt really good. And I actually got her laughing. Not that I needed her to laugh. I don't care if she laughed. That was not my priority, but I just wanted to not leave upset and what I got her laughing about was actually pretty funny because like I said she had like 40 piercings in her face 
And I said, I just don't one once she was actually giving putting the rings in my ear, I was like, I don't ever know if I should go with gold or silver. I can't really decide because I switch it up, but then I can't really change these rings in my ears that much because they're more permanent-ish. And she was like, Oh, I I do both because I can't commit. I'm not good with commitment. And I was like, Really? You can commit to like 40 holes in your face, but metal throws you over the edge. But the way I said it, she totally took it as a joke. And then we ended up kind of being buddies. So not that this is going to make me, not that this is going to cure depression. None of this is going to cure depression. What it's going to do, I think, not that I totally know because I'm not there yet, but I think it's going to set you on a path to help whatever therapy or medication that you're using currently. It's going to help it along it like is like a partnership and actually the f that shit that I want to talk about today I might as well do right now because it kind of fits in with this like partnership thing so there was a study that was released really recently and it was in like peer review journals and all that stuff about how MDMA is now proving successful in treating PTSD And MDMA is ecstasy for anyone who doesn't know. And they are saying MDMA alone will not cure PTSD. But paired up with therapy, it makes therapy much more successful. So it was something like, so in the article, the actual number was uh, 68% of people using MDMA along with therapy proved no longer to qualify as PTSD patients or something. I don't know if I said that right. And then 29% of the patients who did a low dose of the MDMA, the 68% did a high dose. The the low dose, 29% of that group also showed that they had no symptoms of PTSD or weren't qualifying to be someone with PTSD. So that's pretty cool. Um, It's that at least one in two PTSD patients cannot tolerate or do not respond adequately to existing treatments. So there's this urgent need for treatments for the millions of military veterans and others with the PTSD. Um, And the article was published in like tons of uh, legitimate news sources. So it was in the New York Times, CNN, Fox News, British Forces News, Stars and Stripes, whatever that is. I don't Is that legit? Stars and Stripes? It could be something. It doesn't sound legit to me, but I don't know much of the news. So anyway, um, that's pairing two things together. So I feel like pairing positivity with your antidepressant or positivity with your therapy will just help booster it a little bit. And if it doesn't booster it, it didn't make it any worse. But honestly, that wouldn't be surprising because someone like me, because I tend to be negative, finally does something positive and then that causes some sort of disaster to happen in my life. Like I think to myself, you know what? I'm going to go to this grocery store today and I'm going to buy lots of vegetables and I'm going to make a big healthy salad to start the week off right and then I get in the car to go get the vegetables and just get like railed by a truck as I'm on my way into the car. That's just how I picture life to go. And that's what I'm trying to change. So I'm, you guys can see the struggle that I'm having here with this episode. Like I'm coming in with the positive. I'm going out with the negative. I'm coming back in with the positive. 
going back out the negative. I think I'm tending to right now lean to the negative side because it's getting late and taping this episode today was very difficult because of uh, some apartment scenario things happening. There's a new dog upstairs and the dog was crying and barking and banging and it was so sad but also just incredibly frustrating because I couldn't tape today because of the noise. I had to wait for the girl upstairs to get home and then she got home really late and when she got home my roommates got home at the same time so there was lots of noise. So I've been trying to tape this now for hours and hours and hours and I'm starting to go like like um I was like nice and straight up and I had poise before I when I started and now I'm just like wrinkling over and and feeling like death but I am hanging in there I'm doing this I am doing it okay next thing that I want to talk about so that was that was all the positive stuff I also want to talk about holding yourself accountable I don't hold myself accountable a lot that's not something that I'm known for but in recent conversations with people that listen to this podcast, I tend to message with a lot of people and try to help them. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a professional. I really have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I just know from my own experiences. If you're, if you're uh, knowing what your problem is, so if you're depressed and you're feeling really down and you know that there is a possible solution sitting right in front of you and it's just a very difficult solution to either do or execute or motivate yourself to do, please try to look at the scenario as someone on the outside because it's so much easier when you're on the outside, obviously, because you don't have to do it. If you look at it from someone else's perspective, you can realize that it's not as daunting or as terrible or as awful as you think it is. So if it's, I don't know, breaking up with a really abusive partner or getting out of a job that you know you should not be in but you're stuck in, these are all choices. They're, they're choices that don't feel like choices in the moment. And so when I say hold yourself accountable, you have to know that the help that you need to an extent, you know, outside of medication and therapy and all that kind of stuff. But the solution is to a lot of your problems is literally in your hands. And it's empowering to know that the scenario or the situation that you're in is not permanent, is not mandatory. And in a few years, something that you'll be able to look back on and go, oh my God, that really wasn't as awful as I built it up in my head to be. And man, am I glad I'm out. I know how hard it was to do, but I realize it was all in my mind. Our brains are so crazy in charge of ourselves. Like we our brain creates our reality. It's not, whatever is in our brain is not actually reality, but it just feels like it. Our brain tricks us into thinking one thing is what it is. It's like, you see it, you believe it. Your brain tells you it, you believe it. But you have to outsmart your brain or outwit your brain and and not believe the lies that it tells you. 
like if you're in a in an abusive relationship and it's telling you you'll never find anyone else and yeah you are crazy and the person won't be okay without you those are all lies that your brain is trying to tell you because it wants the easiest path possible but ironically that is not the easiest path it feels like it in the moment but in the big picture it is the most difficult path you'll ever be on and so taking control of something like that is just going to give you like the confidence if it's like you're in a bad job and you know it's wrong for you the minute you step out of it you're going to feel scared because it's a whole new world but you're going to feel confident that you had the fucking balls to get out of the situation that you were in and live the life that you wanted and and you did it your way and all that kind of stuff but if you choose not to make the decision to get yourself out of a bad scenario you have to know that that's your decision and you put yourself there and you have to hold yourself accountable because you're an adult and this for me was so difficult to learn because as a kid everything that I needed my mom or dad gave me or did for me and it was awful my parents are awesome but that was awful it was a terrible thing because it didn't teach me to fend for myself. So if I wanted a bowl, it wasn't spoiled. It was just my mom coddled and was always available. And like I would be laying on the couch and I'd say, mom, will you make me a bowl of cereal? Boom, bowl of cereal. And it's funny that I'd say make a bowl and not just pour a bowl. It's not like she had to actually make, she had to ground wheat or anything and put marshmallows in anything. Like it was all there. Although my mom would usually tell me my least favorite joke when I would ask and she'd say, I'd say, will you make me a bowl of cereal? And she'd say, poof, you're a bowl of cereal. But then still, of course, make the bowl of cereal, which now looking back on it, I would have preferred just the joke and not the bowl of cereal because it would have helped me in the long run. And it so would have helped because I, I never had to figure it out and I never was, I was never in charge in a way which felt great in the moment, but when it came to being an adult, it really, really, really screwed with me really badly. And I, when I was, when I am, I mean, I'm, I'm through it. I'm still in it. I'm not through it, but I would just like close my eyes and be like, oh my God, if only my mom could come and fix this. And I know a lot of people probably think that you, you can think it, but you have to let it go immediately because your mom isn't going to be able to come and fix it. You have to fix it. And that's always I found to be this like cruel reality. It's like, no, why am I responsible for me? This is awful. This is terrible. Like just someone fix it for me. Like I've, I always wanted that. I, I, and to this day, I still struggle with it, but I'm getting better. And so when you're in a scenario, everyone can tell you, what to do in terms of their advice. Some of it can be great advice. And if you don't take it, they can't make you take it. You chose not to take it. And so when you realize that no one can come to your rescue and that by being sedentary and drowning in this scenario you're in, in this situation you're in, you're going to keep drowning unless you do something about it. And the thing is, it's never going to be final. Like you'll always be able to get out. 
it'll just be harder to get out. So the sooner, the better, if you know what I mean. And I think, I mean, it depends on how extreme your, your situation is, but there are some people that maybe they don't make it out because either they're super depressed by their situation and they take their own life or they're in an abusive relationship and someone actually, you know, their partner like actually kills them or something, you know, there are the extremes. So yeah, there's a chance that you might not get out. But I would say most likely if you make the decision and you make it now, you avoid becoming the one of the people I just mentioned. And when you make the decision to change whatever it is that you need to change, it'll change. And like I said, our minds are so powerful. It, do, it doesn't tell you that it's that easy. It tells you it's difficult. But it's really easy. Believe me. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Because I really, I, I swim right around like the shallow little kid pool where things are pretty safe and stuff. And so if I can take a risk and make a change, you can. Believe me. Try it. I'm begging you. Uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago, you did it your way, which is Frank Sinatra's song, I did it my way. Good segue because I wanted to bring this little thing up uh, on the live stream that I did yesterday. It was really fun and people type in questions and just conversation and I respond to it. And I'm on the video screen, so I'm talking and then reading all the the text and stuff and um I think it was I can't remember who asked maybe Alex uh said something about like what is my depression theme song or what song comes to mind when I think of my depression and I don't know if this is the absolute right answer but I thought this was um something to throw out there it might not fit the total theme of the episode because I want you guys to be positive but I do think it's okay to wallow for a few minutes. I think wallowing is healthy. Um, and, I, and I'm and i learning and trying to actually do this, but give myself a time limit on the wallowing. Uh, when I wallow, though, if I'm in the mood to listen to music, which has not been often lately, I've been really just enjoying silence. I don't know why, but, well, I do know why. I think I'm just bogged down by just too much information and so I'm choosing to just be in silence I've been driving in the car in silence or it's either silence in the car or George Gershwin who's like you know 1920s orchestra guy um so I'm not really in the mood for a lot of music but if I am in the mood for music when I wallow of course I always go to Coldplay and it's like putting on the warmest, most snuggliest, saddest blanket ever. And I'm referring to mostly their older stuff. Their newer stuff seems to be a little bit more like dancey or has a little bit more of an electronic feel. But if you listen to Parachutes, their first album, I'm telling you, you're wrapping yourself in angel tears. Um, so the song that generally comes to mind that I think about like when I cry is Fix You. It's not my favorite song of theirs, but that song gets me so emotional. Um, my favorite song of Coldplay is actually X and Y and Talk. Um, but this uh, this one always hits me 
in terms of tears. So I just wanted to read a couple of the lyrics. I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with them, but um, uh, just uh, just go with it. So when you so here are some lyrics. When you try your best but you don't succeed, when you get what you want but not what you need, when you feel so tired but you can't sleep, stuck in reverse, when the tears come streaming down your face, and the the instruments behind this like intensify it so much. Um, but so when the tears come streaming down your face because you lose something you can't replace, that I just want to say real quick is poignant because it really can be anything. Um, when I hear that line. I, I think of either losing that light that I felt like I had as a kid and feeling so deeply sad because it's not something that's replaceable. I'll always think of that or I'll think of losing a loved one, of course. Um, But I think you can just put that all over so many things, lose something you can't replace. And there's nothing like crazy dynamic about the words or anything. It's just like the vision of tears streaming down your face. It's very, it's just, oh, with the music, it's so good. Um, uh, And then I love, so then it says, lights will guide you home and ignite your bones and I will try to fix you. And it's like, I don't know, the words, there's something so simple about them, but yet so um, touching. Uh, lights will guide you home. Um, to me, that means either literally just home, like to where you once were and where you felt the most comfortable, or it can mean death. Um, and it does ignite your bones in a way where it makes you feel like this weird alive but not alive feeling. I, I sound really high right now <laughs> and it's because I'm doing ep- an episode alone and I've been sitting in my room now for so many hours trying to do this episode. I'm losing my mind slightly. Um, but uh, then I love the line I will and I will try to fix you because it's so sweet that someone would be loving someone so much that they would try to fix them and I picture that person that they're trying to fix to be like a broken toy and it's very toy story ish but like you know the parts that are in the boy's room of um the bad kid like where he abuses all the toys and it's like it's like the sweet innocent little toy is now this just like broken thing and being loved enough to want to be like brought back from this like dark underworld that you've now been in to back to the light it just I don't know it makes me very emotional but I I, this clearly obviously it's funny because this song makes me emotional with the music playing I never thought just like reading the words out loud would actually make, make me emotional but again, I do think I'm getting pretty tired. Um, <laughs> but that was my depression song in case you needed a cozy blanket to lay in. But after you listen to it, you get about an hour or two and then you have to take off the blanket and you have to go be positive and buy some goddamn kombucha. Okay, enough of me talking. These alone episodes, man, I tell you, they are a test to my endurance of myself. 
man because I just like oh I don't know how you guys want to listen to me this long okay so for uh some segments have a little who's sadder so who is sadder is it someone who's fake happy and positive and trying or is it someone who's just always negative who is sadder And this is such a tough one for me because right now I feel like I'm walking the line between both. Not that I'm faking being positive. I'm trying to become, I'm trying to change my thought pattern from tending to always be negative to trying to be a little bit more positive. Um, And trying to reprogram your brain is very, very difficult. This is, I've lived one way my entire life. So it's a big journey and process. And who knows if it'll even be a journey, if I'll even make it past this week um, or past tonight. Man, I'm like losing my mind. Um, so I'm definitely not sure because I don't want to say the person who's fake positive, but like putting it on because they're making an effort at least. And I want to give them credit, but normally I wouldn't want to give them credit. But because I'm now understanding what it's like, I want to give them credit. But there's a lot of sadness under there that pushed them to becoming this kind of overly positive like person. I see such a weak foundation under that that it's scary. It's very shaky. It's very earthquakey. Um, and it seems a little bit more imbalanced than someone who's just negative and not even trying but then that person who's not trying might be sadder because they're not trying and they've maybe totally given up whereas if you're trying it shows that you have some hope and hope is really all that we have so I don't know I'm very 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 torn because I do see the darkness to the positive person um and I'm not one for fake insincerity disingenuity I don't know if that's a word um so this is tough I don't know this might be a first in mentally chill history but I don't think I can come to a decision I really don't think I know um you guys can tweet at me and let me know what you think and as always Jesse will post it on the patreon page but yeah I don't think uh because I've been, because you guys don't really understand the scenario in which I'm taping and it's been so many hours, even though it's only a few 48-ish minutes into the show, I have literally been trying to do this. It's 1.30 in the morning. I've been doing this since 7 o'clock at night. So my, um, it's because I've had to stop 4,000 times because of sounds and um, my dog, etc. Um, but if I wake up tomorrow and and get a good night's sleep, I'll have a clearer mind and maybe be able to come to a decision. Because normally I'm not torn here. Normally I'm pretty sure who's sadder. But maybe because I'm very tired, I'm not able to uh, to give a definitive answer. Maybe I'll follow up with next week's episode and get, and get uh, something a little bit more concrete. But I don't know. Yeah, anyway. So that's that's who's sadder. Unfortunately, there's no congratulations tonight because nobody is sadder. They're even. And uh, I did the FDAT shit, but uh, a quick depression impression. 
Myla Bielik. I don't know if I ever say her name right. She's the girl who played Blossom, and she's also in The Big Bang Theory. But she has struggled with depression, and I think she had some cool things to say about it. So she opened up about her struggles with depression in a video for Mental Health Awareness Month. And in this uh, video she did for Child Mind Institute's Mental Health Awareness Campaign, she said, I think what I would have liked to tell my younger self about my mental health is that there are answers. For me, some of those answers I had to wait years to find and I needed to get different help, which ended up being really the right kind of help. So she continued on to say, um, I had this notion where when I was younger that if something didn't work once or if a therapist didn't work or if a medication didn't work, that nothing would ever work. So she added after that, I wish I could have told my younger self that something will work. It's just going to take some more research, sometimes more referrals, and really figuring things out like your life depends on it. Because for me, it did. So I really liked the way she summed that up. So much patience is involved in this process of trying to help yourself. I guess just imagine you're in a waiting room at a doctor's office and you know it's going to take forever so you just pick up magazine after magazine. You keep your mind busy until it's your turn. And so do that with your medication and your therapy and whatever you're doing to try to get better. Just pick up a book. Do what you can in the meantime but know eventually you'll get called and it'll be good. So you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging with me on the show. These alone episodes are uh, quite interesting. So hang out next week. I'll have a good guest on. And you guys can always uh, hit me up on patreon.com slash mentally chill. And please, please, please do me a favor and review the show if you like it, only if you like it. Uh, do a quick rate and review on iTunes. And then also, please share the show with a friend that's really helpful in uh, helping the show grow. And until then, stay sad enough to listen, but not too sad. Bye, guys.